Hey there, it's the Jew from the Chew on This Podcast, letting you know you can leave comments, questions, and suggestions a number of ways. Reviews and comments are appreciated on iTunes and YouTube, and you can check out our daily postings on Facebook. Our Twitter feed and Instagram is at Chew on This Pod, and of course, as always, you can email us directly at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. So there you have it, folks. Short of a bat signal or an Avengers card, there's all the ways you can let us know how big of a nerd you truly are. Enjoy and chew on this podcast. Welcome to episode 22 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Dude, I am super excited for Civil War. Just one more week to go. Yeah, by the time this podcast released, it'll be, um, what is it? Like three four, or days. four days. Yeah. Yeah. And so for all you guys out there, we decided um, this week we'd talk about uh, Civil War, the comic book. So spoilers, uh, spoilerific ahead. And uh, and also probably dive in a little bit into the Captain America movies, but I yeah, actually well yeah, yeah let's let's go let's go with the um, the Captain America movies first, and then we'll move into the Civil War comic books, kind of like a timeline type thing. Sure. Um, so let's go with the first thing, which was Captain America: The First Avenger um, that came out um, you know quite a few years ago that started this whole uh, Captain America trilogy. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this one because this was one of my favorite ones that came out the early, like out of all the intro, uh, you know, the story origins of, of all the comic books that, that Marvel has done that has been under the Marvel studios, uh, header. This was one of my favorites right up there with Iron Man. Um, it didn't get a lot as much love as Iron Man, but yeah. I really liked this one. I really liked it too. What did you think about? Um, I know that we're going back like five, six years ago now, but uh, what did you think about the casting when they said uh, they got Chris Evans uh, to be Captain you America? Know, I was, I was, I was actually. I don't think I was mad or like what the fuck. This was Johnny Storm because he everything that I had ever seen him in, he was really good in it. Like I really yeah. loved him in um, what was that one comic book movie? Um, he was like a bit character, the boyfriend he played. Shit, I can never remember the names of shit. Um, <laughs> I just remember like his latest work has been really good, like Snowpiercer. I re- I really dug. Uh, so so different. Well, he played Johnny Storm. Then he also played the ex boyfriend. Fuck, what the hell is the name? Oh of this? oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about a uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yes, Scott Pilgrim, which was like, I don't know, I think a lot of comic book people who actually read the comic books didn't really like it, but I really like, I, I like the movie. Oh, so man, I know, uh, I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, On a, he was, he, every time he you was watch it, it gets better. Yeah, it was different. He was different in that. So I really liked him. And then, and then when he got cast as Captain America, I was like, well, he definitely looks like Captain America. Like, I mean, he he wasn't jacked 
as Johnny Storm, but you know, I, I thought he would bulk up a little bit, but I didn't think he would bulk up that much that he did in the first movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was like, if he can pull off the Captain America part, like he did the other, like Johnny Storm, because I mean, again, 20th Century Fox has basically fucked up every version of Fantastic Four. But oh yeah, the the, the couple of good things that did happen out of that movie. Number one, he was he was the best thing out of the whole Fantastic Four, and then Michael Chiklis was like like right behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought his Johnny Storm portrayal was the closest to the comic book uh, Johnny Storm. So I thought, you know, if he could do it, you know, and and balls like fucking how how about the balls on on Marvel to be like, you know what, you were Johnny Storm, but fuck that, you're going to be our Captain America. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, I think he, well, he definitely pulled it off because when I first heard of the casting, I was like, oh man, like I'm so used to him as Johnny Storm, but which is a completely different character than Captain America. Like, like you know, Johnny Storm is kind of you know dickish, you know, and he's egotistical and got a chip on his shoulder and you know but he also like has fun being a superhero like he just thinks it's cool yeah he's almost you know what's kind of weird he's he's kind of like a poor version and a not a smart version of tony stark <laughs> yeah yeah big less money <laughs> yeah right, but in uh, the same way he 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 is kind of like you know he's self-centered kind of like how johnny storm is so you know they have they share that trait which is kind of interesting yeah big time big time but yeah, so I didn't. I don't know. I, I my expectations were kind of low going into Captain America. I've never really been a big fan of Captain America, you know. But then again, I really didn't wasn't a big fan of Iron Man either until I watched the movie, and then I thought, dang, this this is really cool. So you know, going into this movie, um, I learned knew little to nothing. Um, this was like back in 2011, I think. I saw it when I was in Comic Con. I saw it because um, it came out during that the Comic Con weekend. And I went and saw it and uh, was, like you said, just loved it. Uh, very pleasantly surprised when I walked out of there. I was like, damn, these guys are are just killing it, you know. And that, I think that movie came out before Thor, right? Like it was this, in the same year? Like, I can't remember. It was. I think it was the same year. Um, yeah, I think it was like four I mean, or five was gonna later. Be, if I was going to be more surprised, I was probably more surprised with Thor just because of the content. Yeah. But, um, but with Captain America, what a stellar cast too. I mean – they had Stanley Tucci, who was great. I mean, I always loved Stanley Tucci. Uh, Tammy Lee Jones was in there. Uh, very little known at the point in time of uh, at that point in time of Halle uh, Atwell was in there. Oh yeah, um, Agent Carter. Yeah, and then the guy who plays Bucky um, Bucky Barnes in there too. It was really good. Um, I can't off the top of my head can't think of his name right There's now. There's a lot of good supporting actors. You know, Tommy Lee Jones was in there. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Stanley Tucci was the doctor. Um, uh, there's that one guy who's, he's actually a bad guy on arrow right now. And he was in there, the, the blonde haired guy, God, I can never remember his name. He's in a lot of stuff. He's a character actor. He's in a lot of stuff. Um, but he played one of the soldiers, um, really, really strong cast. And don't, uh, don't forget, uh, don't forget the red skull. Oh, red skull. Of course, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, Hugo yeah, exactly. Weaving. Yeah, that dude has been in. God, the only thing he hasn't been in is a Star Wars movie. He's been in everything else. You know? Right. Um. Yeah, this I looked it up, and the movie was, uh, as far as like box office wise, wasn't their strongest, but it got an eighty percent uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which I I can kind of agree with that. I think it may be a little bit higher, but um, 
This was uh, directed by Joe Johnston, who's done a lot of great work over the years. And, He's worked uh, with Steven Spielberg. I think he did Jurassic Park three. I think that was. I his think so. Big, yeah, big blockbuster. Yeah, he's he's just very like, uh, what do you call it? Consistent, just really consistent. You know, makes yeah pretty pretty decent movies. But this one I thought was extremely strong. It was a really strong movie from beginning to end. Had and I thought it was really cool that they went back in time to tell the, you know, it's not like they didn't modernize this story and bring him, just start him off in the real world in modern times. They put him back in World War II, you know, did all that stuff. And I, I love that. I just love the imagery. And the, they did something really ballsy too. Like after he became Captain America, he didn't go run around kicking ass. He like, they made him into like this sideshow thing. You know, where he was like promoting, yeah, yeah promoting right. the war and promoting the soldiers and all that. To get bonds. To have people buy bonds. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, wow, they're not even utilizing him for, for his talents. They're just kind of like <laughs> making him this poster boy for soldiers. I, I think if I had like one major issue with this movie, which it, it goes to show you how uh, much better a director um, Joe Johnston is compared to the person who did the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they had, a, you know, they, they took that movie and they put him in as Captain America and gave him this montage of actually when he started fighting in the war, but they spent so much time building up his um, his own character, like how mm-hmm. how Captain how Steve Rogers is. They yes. built they built they spent time building up Steve Rogers, um, and then all these things that he did after. Like my favorite scene is the part where uh, Tommy Lee Jones, I can't remember his name in the movie, but he throws the grenade. And oh the tiny, yeah, the tiny puny Steve Rogers jumps on top of it, where like. He, you know, Tommy Lee Jones wanted that other like dickhead, like other guy who was big bullying. jock guy. Yeah, right, right, right. And it was only Chris Evans, or sorry, uh, Steve Rogers that jumped on it. And you know, that was one of my favorite scenes of of why um, the Doctor wanted Steve Rogers instead of everybody else. And I thought that was really great. But the reason why I bring that up is because that happened in World War II, and there's a lot of story that goes on for Captain America during that time frame when they introduced mm-hmm. Captain America in the comics. And they really brush over it to get him to the modern world. Like right. In the beginning, they find the ship. At the end, he wakes up. And there's not like just that one. Like he, there's no ongoing battle with Red Skull. There's only that one battle. And you know that was probably my only complaint. And our our biggest complaint, one of our biggest complaints in the Wolverine, was that you know they took they they basically rushed it to get the adamantium claws onto him. Right, right. They didn't need to do that. Right. And Wolverine actually, you know, because of course 20th Century Fox has Wolverine, you know, how fucking sick would it have been if you had a Logan in World War II fighting alongside Captain America? Because that actually happens in the comic books. That would have been just amazing. If it was just a cameo, you know, that would have been amazing. Yeah. But so speaking of you were talking a little bit about um, Steve Rogers being like the tiny Steve Rogers, right? Which mm-hmm. I, that that they used uh, this like technology that both I think shrunk him, and also I think there were scenes where when he was sitting down, it was actually a body double, but they CGI'd his head on the body. Yeah, there was an actual. It wasn't really a CGI body. It was actually a real guy that they got. Yeah, um, because he was so tiny. And they CG'd his head and kind of, you know, morphed it onto his body, which was the, if that, if they couldn't, if they didn't pull that off, like it was, the the movie was going to tank. They had to pull that off. 
Yeah, it would have looked you know, stupid. It, it's uh, I don't even know what the equivalent is, but it, it all banked on the fact that you had to believe that Chris Evans was this tiny like guy, and it really worked really well. They did a great job. I probably, I, they probably could do an even better job now. Um, oh my gosh! But, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, it was hard to tell. You know, I was like, wait a minute, how the f did they do that? Because I, um, there was that scene where like he's you know the guy's like heckling the movie screen and he's like, dude, you know, you mm-hmm. need to be quiet. And the guy mm-hmm. like takes him outside and beats the crap out of him. And he's just like, I could do this all day, which he says that line again toward the end of the movie. Um, and I think he says that in the trailer. Yeah. In the new he civil says war it trailer. In the civil war trailer, but doesn't he also say it in, um, in winter, winter the soldier next movie? Yeah. Doesn't he say the winter soldier? God, I can't remember. No, I actually, no, he says that he actually says he pulls that line from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He says, I'm with you till the end. Yeah, it's in the first movie. Says it a couple times, but yeah, that you know that technology really, really worked, and just it was extremely effective. And I think they use it a little bit again in Winter Soldier when he um, goes back to the base and he kind of has that that memory and when he was there, mm-hmm. and it does it again. Right. It was um, right after his parents died, I think, and Bucky is there telling him that line. Um, right, that he could just move in with Bucky, and he and Bucky says to him, "You know, I'm there to with you till the end." And then Steve Rogers says it back to him at the end of the movie. Yeah, so I don't know. Like you know, his origin story was cool. Like you said, they they kind of rushed him to get to the Avengers, which at the end of uh, that movie, you know, he crash lands the ship and he freezes. You know, with the uh, the the Tesseract though, like fell out over the ocean or something like that, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they crash the ship. They freeze. Of course, for whatever reason, you never find Red Skull, but they found Captain America frozen. Um, well, the Red Skull was sucked into the Tesseract. Remember, like he was sucked. Into oh shit! That's right. Well, which means shit. He could still be around, right? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He could. Yeah. But I don't think Hugo Weaving wants. I think after the movie came out, he said like how like he thinks those movies are like stupid, which I don't understand <laughs> these actors that get into these like big movies and like, and I think he said this before the Avengers came out and how much bigger the Marvel, like the Marvel powerhouse has gotten. But I don't think he's ever going to come back as the red skull. And well, they could get, they could get anybody to play the red skull. Just do the voice. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Captain America, I don't think um, Chris Evans has another standalone Captain America movie after this. I don't think so either. I think he's done after Infinity Wars. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. But anyway, moving on to the next movie that comes out two or three years later, and they up the ante in. Oh the my Winter gosh! Soldier. So for us, we have mentioned before, like the best comic book movies don't play like a comic book movie. One of our favorite movies, both me and you, is uh, the Dark Knight that transcends comic books and really yes. is like a cop is like a cop thriller or a cop drama, mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier is right on par with like a spy thriller, like right on par with like a James Bond movie um, with how they just basically rewrite the entire Marvel universe right there in one movie. How cool was it that scene in uh, the winter soldier where he's standing in the elevator and people and the guy after guy after guy is coming in there filling up the elevator yeah. and he's kind of he's getting a little suspicious and he sees the guy sweat behind him mm-hmm. and then he says that little line of like um I'm going to give you an opportunity to get out of here or whatever to leave yeah. or to step yeah. off the elevator yeah and oh, that's 
That was such a good scene. And here's the <laughs> great thing about that is that they they teased that scene early on in like a TV spot or something or like a, they released it online. Yes. I remember seeing it kind of early, but there was still a lot of cool shit in that. And not to always bring up DC, but you know that ma- the one fight that we loved in Batman v Superman for Batman, you know, trying to save uh, Clark's mom. Yeah, um, they showed a lot of it, and there wasn't really a lot of like, oh my god, moments after that. Right, but but you didn't you you thought you saw most of the Captain America fight in that TV spot or whatever it was, but when you actually saw it in the movie, it got even better. Oh my gosh, it's such a confined space. They did a wonderful job like filming that and like and they were you know they were they were kicking his butt a little bit, but he you know he's strong. I mean, it shows just how strong he is, and he's able to get out of that. And he like jumps out of the elevator, and, like lands on the ground, and man, any any normal human being would have it would have killed him. Any normal human being, you know, and. And, and then uh, he they, takes off, and then he takes out a fucking he takes out a fucking plane with a by with, himself. Oh yeah, basically. driving on the motorcycle, he throws the shield. That shield is so badass. <laughs> I love the way they use the shield in every movie, in every movie that they're in. I love the way they use the shield, like that tracking shot that you've mentioned before in the Avengers when um, oh. for Iron Man, and then they then they fucking. Right from the beginning of uh, Avengers Two, um, Thor like Thor uses hits the hammer. Him. Yeah. Oh. oh my god. I love yeah. the way they use the hammer. So good. I do too. And like the now he's got like that magnetic thing on his arm, so when he throws it, it like totally comes back, you know, and smacks yeah. stick. And now you can stick it in front of his bike, stick it behind his back. That thing is pretty it's pretty awesome. And I love the little just to go back to the first movie, but there was that shot, you know, where he's getting beat up by that bully outside the theater, he picks up the trash can. And so yeah. the trash can uh, it goes. Top. It actually goes from a trash can to the star on the taxi cab's door, then finally to the shield. Oh yeah, that's right. The cab door. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, it's almost like a little iteration of like different versions of a shield because they again you they they do the round you know trash can, but then they yeah. do the star the the rectangle star. Oh right, the rectangle door with the star. That's and right. And combine both of it together when you see the shield. Yeah, I love that. Well, he sees it in Stark's warehouse, doesn't he? Or in Stark's laboratory. He's like, "What's that?" Yeah, you know, and he's like, like "Oh, nothing. that's just a proto. That's just a prototype." Yeah. And he picks it up, and <laughs> Halle Atwell like shoots it. He's like, "Oh yeah, it yeah. works great. <laughs> it was awesome." So this movie, uh, Winter Soldier, scored a eighty-nine percent Rotten Tomatoes, which is. It's pretty damn good. I I kind of thought it was a little better than that. I, like yeah, at the I time when I at the time when I saw it, I said this is the best comic book movie that I've seen so far. Like this is just phenomenal because, like you said, it transcended the comic book movie and made it into something a spy thriller. But it had Captain America in it, and it was just like one of those movies where you could take your girlfriend to and, and say like, "Hey, trust me, watch this. It's pretty cool." Like the scene, um, fuck man, the, the action sequences were amazing in this thing. Like Nick, the, what about the scene with Nick Fury? You know, in the car, just like driving along, and then all of yeah. a sudden they get, he gets ambushed. That was badass. I mean, he's got just a crazy ass car that's got mm-hmm. like bullet bulletproof. You know, it's got like a, you know, uh, it's got a what fucking do you call giant it? machine gun in it. Yeah, like machine gun that popped out of it. Like it was that was so super cool. So you would th- you think you so when you said that you thought this was the best movie or comic book movie that you saw, so you like this better than The Dark Knight. Better than what? The Dark Knight. Uh, you know, I have to say, yeah, at the time, 
I don't know. Like at the time when I watched it, I was like, maybe because it was fresh, I was like, this is the best thing I've seen so far. Maybe out of the Marvel Universe, I, I want to say. I don't think it's better than Dark Knight, but definitely it was the best Marvel movie. To, I could so argue So you liked that. it better than The Avengers? Yes, I did. After the Avengers. I did. Okay. I did. Yeah, I did like it better. I did. I think I, I think I'm I think I can agree with that. I don't I, I definitely don't think it's better than The Dark Knight. Um, it's, but like at the same time, it's a different animal too. Even though is how serious the Winter Soldier is, it still somehow seems fun. Like, yes, there's something about like. Don't get me wrong, the Dark Knight is just a great fucking movie. It, it's but it's still to this day one of uh, in the top like the top or the top two comic book movies I've ever fucking seen. But yeah, it was dark. Like it was mm-hmm. not fun. And but that movie was fucking great. And yes. even though The Winter Soldier was, I can agree with you, the best Marvel movie to that point, it still wasn't dark. Like, no. the shit that happened to it, the shit that happened in it was dark or, you know, serious and, and, and foreboding and, and coming from a really bad place. Um, but it it still had some kind of fun to it. You know, yeah. like, it didn't like the like even the little Gary Shandling parts. um uh, when Falcon was there, even opening the mo- opening the movie where you know he is lapping the banter, um, yeah, between him and yeah. Uh, Black Widow, yeah, the, that part. But he's also lapping um, Falcon. Well, he's not Falcon at that point in time, but he's lapping him in the beginning of the movie. He's like behind, oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> On your left, like he's running like <laughs> fucking like five miles. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so like, just little shit like that just made it more fun. But then when the shit hits the fan, it. You can feel it, but you feel differently about it, and yeah. it's not the same as in. It's not the Dark stressful. Knight. Like I was stressed out watching The Dark Knight. Like it stresses you out <laughs> yeah. every yeah, time that that, that weird. Happen. Yeah, every time that weird tone would happen, you're like, "Oh shit, the Joker's coming!" Like, and you got all tense, you know. But this movie, like Winter Soldier, like I said, it was fun. You knew the outcome was like Captain America. Yeah, he's going to be alive and he's going to make it at the end. But but the repercussions of all that shit that happened, like you find out um, Hydra you know, was, has been inside shield all along and that, um, uh, you know, and the, the computer was pulling the strings the entire time with that scientist that's been dead for years. So there was that a lot was of, like the first a lot movie. of really, yeah, there's just a lot of really cool shit going on. And Robert Redford kind of gave it some levity, some, um, strength, you know, cause his acting and all that stuff. He's like a presence, you know, I liked, I liked his character. They killed him off too, too quickly, but that's okay. Um, so, so spoilers for those two movies, by the way, <laughs> well, we, I said spoilers in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, you uh, did? But yeah. Yeah. I said, this, I thought you this said podcast, spoilers for civil war. Well, shit. <laughs> Every, everything that we do is spoilerific, but, um, that doesn't count be, because be too like, mad. yeah, because like, well, the civil war comic book has been out for a really long time and these two it movies has. have been out for a really long time. So it's, it's not in that 10 year span. I don't think. For if you haven't seen it, like if it's if it's been ten years, I don't think we have to say spoilers, but it's getting kind of close. Who knows? You know, uh, five second rule: if something falls on the floor, you have five seconds to pick it up and eat it. I don't think that's a real rule, though, honestly. But uh, no, because if you drop like if you drop a French fry in a bat of shit, like you're not going to fucking pick it up after two seconds and eat it. <laughs> right, right. If you drop your Civil War comic in a <laughs> in a pile of shit, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how don't many don't don't pick it up. Fucked. Yeah, don't pick it up. Just leave it there. You're screwed. We're going to spoil this for you. 
Um, so I, I had the pleasure of re reading that comic finally. Um, I know you've read it a long time ago and then you recently picked it back up to kind of prepare for the movie that's coming out. Um, I know you mentioned to me a lot before I even read it that it looked way different than, um, than the actual movie that's about to come out. And one of the biggest differences I, uh, that you and I have kind of talked about is how it's going to start. Um, now, in the comic book, there's like this, uh, these, uh, B or C tiered, uh, superheroes that have like a reality show and they're recording themselves, busting bad guys and running around and, you know, helping people and all that stuff. And they did. So now they come upon this house that's got, that's housed some, some baddies in there. And one of the guys name I think is nitro, right? Like he can self destruct, like blow up or, like a like a huge Basically explosion, like a nuclear kind of weapon almost. He can blow up like a bomb. Yeah, and they th- so they're beating up the guys in there, and they kick him out of there, and he flies across the street, and he hits a school bus. And when the guy goes over to grab him, whenever he like detonates, and of course it kills half the. Doesn't it kill a bunch of the film crew and also those some of those superheroes and some of the bad guys? Yeah, it kills most of the superheroes, the bad guys, and basically destroys the school with the teachers and the kids in it, almost like 900 something people. Yeah. So Dev just kills. I mean, it's, that's horrible. You know, that's, that's a bad imagery, but, but it's effective in that that's when the government steps in and goes enough. Like we need to have a superhero, um, superhuman registration act. You know, we need to, uh, make these people more accessible. Like we need to know who you are, what power you have, where you live, what your real name is, all that shit. You just like, if you're a sex offender, you got to register, you know? Um, so you got to register. Now that's where the conflict happens because captain America, which was, this was interesting to me, but captain America is the one saying, no, I don't, we don't, I don't want that. And then iron man, ironically enough, is the guy that's saying like, no, we need to be put in check. In fact, I think Tony Stark or Rob Downey Jr. says that in the trailers. Like, we need to be put in check. You know, they, we need to, you know. Be held uh, accountable. Yeah, be accountable, disclose all this information, whatever. We'll be fine, you know. And Captain America is totally against it. And that's where the conflict starts. Um, now, you've also mentioned to me um, that Spider-Man was a huge a part of the civil war comics. And so when I read it, I was really surprised at how much like he, he was kind of like the tipping point almost like he, for both sides. Yeah. He like played, played a huge role. I think it's important for everybody to know also that in, in the, in the movie itself, there's what, like 12, 12 superheroes, right around there, maybe 12, 10 or 12 like that. In the comic books, it takes the entire Marvel universe. Everyone is involved here, and the only people that actually are not involved are the X Men, and I, th- I think that's it, right? X Men. Yeah, and um, they actually show up in it. They just say we don't want anything. To yeah, do with this. they they basically say they don't want anything in it. And there's a really interesting line where Tony Stark is trying to recruit them, and if you don't read the comics, you don't know that at this point in time, Emma Stone and not Emma Stone, Jesus, Emma Frost and um, mm-hmm. Scott Summers, Cyclops, is actually the head of, of uh, Professor X's school. I, I think Professor yes. X is dead at that point in time. And um, 
she pulls the shit of, and this is going back, like you have to know comic books when she throws this in Tony Stark's face. When um, she pulls out, like when the Sentinels were built, where was where were the Avengers when yeah. Genosha when Genosha was being destroyed? Where were the Avengers? Like she's like, I don't, we don't want any part of your any part of your war or any part of this. What's happening? Like the X Men are just fine where we are um, on this on this safe on this safe land. You, you know, when so. I read that when I read that part, it reminded me of. Uh, uh, the two towers, you know, the the Lord of the Rings movie because oh, with the, the books, yeah, because he says he's like, where was? Uh, or no, no, wait, sorry, it was Return of the King, because the, they asked Theoden, and they're like, hey, we need to go he- help, you know, uh, Minas Tirith. We need to go help those people. And he's like, well, where were they when the Westwood fall? Like, where were they? Oh, like, he had right. that whole speech. And I was so I'm reading Civil War, and I'm picturing Theoden giving this big speech about we're not going to help those people. Where were they when we were suffering, you know, and all that shit? But they ended up turning around and going to help those people. But uh, in this, <laughs> in the comic book, X-Men are like, we're good. We, no, we don't need this shit. You go do your own thing. We're going to do ours. And so, so the reason why I bring that up is because – it basically re- rewrites the entire Marvel universe in the comic book realm. And mm-hmm. again, they pick Captain America, they take his solo movie and they do something that's going to rewrite the Marvel universe moving forward before, you know, this giant story that they've been doing for what, 10, 15 years now that will end in infinity wars and start a whole yes. new uh, version of the Avengers or the whole new version of um the Marvel un- Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Spider-Man, I was like, this was before we knew those Sony leaks was coming out. I said, I don't know what they're going to do about Spider-Man because, like I told you, I Spider-Man's that. a huge role. He, and, it never came, it, and I told you before the Sony leaks came out, I was like, Spider-Man's a huge role. Like, what the hell are they going to do here? You know, the Fantastic Four actually have a big role in, in Civil War as well. We'll get to that yeah. in a little bit. But basically, in the beginning of Civil War, it's Spider-Man who decides, like, I want to be held accountable. And what's crazy is is how much respect the entire Marvel Universe has for Spider-Man, basically mm-hmm. because he's been doing this since he was fucking a kid, since he was 15 years old. And, and out of everybody, not a lot of people in the Marvel Universe really know who Spider-Man really is. Right. But he decides to go, he decides to pick Tony Stark. And he actually, it was, this was a big deal. He actually reveals himself to the entire world, um, as Peter Parker. Now, yeah, it just pulls the mask right off. Right. right. Now, if you conference. know, if you've read a lot of Spider-Man comic books, how close Peter Parker has been found out before. And the people that he loves in the Spider-Man comic books are always in danger. And these are the people that, and these are the villains that actually don't know who uh, Peter Parker right. is. So it's it's kind of crazy that he would choose Tony Stark because, again, if you read the comic books, Spider-Man or Peter Parker has always loved uh, Tony Stark. I mean, it would basically Tony, he would he would basically be Tony Stark if he had the money because they're on the same like genius level. Oh yeah, both they're both really smart. Them and uh, Banner, you know, all three of them are Banner and also Reed also Reed Richards. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. So, uh moving a little bit forward, we'll get to the Reed Richards right now is Reed Richards is uh building this um prison for the superheroes in the negative zone, which I don't think is going to happen in this movie, but I don't think so either. Reed I think Richards they're going to build they're going to build that containment system though because you see it in the trailer. 
But it, it's not going to be in some other dimension, though. Yeah, yeah. So Reed Richards does something even worse. So in the comic books, Thor is dead when the Civil yes. War comes out. There's no new Thor uh, in it yet at this point in time. So what you don't know reading the seven-issue uh, seven comic is that at uh, during the Fantastic Four comic books, you see him working, and you're wondering what the hell it is. So what ends up happening is that Tony Stark had actually stolen some or kept some of uh, Thor's hair, and yeah. him and Reed Richards decide to bring Thor back to life as a cyborg. Um, so he's part, he's part um, flesh and part cyborg. Is that, they yeah, basically, yeah, he, they basically clone like a, him. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and Thor ends up killing um, the hell's his name. Is it Goliath? Goliath. Right. He ends, he ends up putting a lightning bolt through Goliath's chest. Right. And basically right. that stops the first fight. Um, it gives the it gives Captain America's side. <laughs> They're like time shit. To just got real. <laughs> yeah, because because it's like, and and somebody's supposed to die in the Civil War movie, but somebody's going to take the place of Goliath, and that's what flips Spider Man because immediately after, you know, because nobody knew that Reed Richards and Tony Stark were building a Thor. They they right. built him to change the tide of the fight. And nobody signed up for murder because that's basically what that Thor cyborg did. And that changes a lot of um, people's minds about, you know, what side are they really fighting on? Because at the end of the day, they're supposed to be superheroes and they don't kill. And right. now all of a sudden your leader, Tony Stark, builds this thing that kills one of the one of the more respected superheroes uh, in Goliath. And Peter Parker is like, what the hell is going on? Like, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for murder. Right. I signed up just to protect, you know, the people that I love to do the right thing and to try to get these people, these other superheroes to register. I didn't sign up for murder. And again, like I said to you, Spider-Man turns the tide again because and that remember that brutal fight when he actually decides to leave. He gets yes. the shit beat out of him he because gets again, crap beat out of him. So not only does Tony Stark in the comic books decide that, you know, it's it's bad enough that I just built like this Thor cyborg that just killed Goliath, but I think it's also a good idea to um, recruit villains to fight for us. And the villains are the ones that track down Spider-Man. Well, his intentions were to, again, all bad things always happen with good intentions, but his intention was to... Anybody that didn't want to register, okay, you're you're going to jail. You're going to go in this containment area and you're going to stay there until you decide, you know, to hey, this is, you need to do this. And so that was his intentions. But then he started like doing everything and anything he could to to get the job done to the point where, yeah, hiring supervillains, some like a Suicide Squad or something, to go and grab the superheroes and, and put them in this containment. Well, you know, Goliath dies and then, and then they beat the shit out of Spider-Man. Like all this stuff starts happening. Um, and then it kind of culminates this huge thing at the end, you know? Mm -hmm. So the supervillains, like that, that, that fight with Spider-Man was really fucking brutal because it they almost brutal. kill him. And how badass was the Punisher in that scene? Oh, like all, all of a sudden, right. like, all of a sudden, he just fucking kills the two villains and saves Spider-Man. I'm glad I called that guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, if you've been listening to the podcast, you get that joke. It's like, anyway, um, yeah, he just kind of pops it. Yeah, he just shows up with Spider-Man in his arms, and everyone's like, uh, what's the Punisher doing here? <laughs> like, nobody likes him? <laughs> no, no, especially Steve Rogers. So how... So do you? So it culminates into that thing, and how did it? Uh, how does this thing end? How does the Civil War kind of wrap up toward the end? Well, what happens is they 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 Tony Stark thinks that he was slick in putting a spy on Captain America's team, but they already knew the whole time, and they think they set a trap. But in reality, the Captain America team was really setting a trap for the other people, for for Stark's team, and. They end up teleporting both sides in the middle of Manhattan. They basically pull a man of steel, mm-hmm. and instead of fighting in the negative zone or the ne- yeah the negative zone, and in that confined containment uh, security area, they take the fight onto the streets, and you know the buildings are being destroyed. I'm guessing it's Manhattan because it always takes place somewhere in New York. Um, they're basically destroying the city. And at one point in time, towards the end of the battle, Captain America has Iron Man dead to rights, and all of a sudden, citizens jump onto Captain America mm-hmm. and tell him to stop, and basically, you know, say like Steve Rogers is like, "I don't want to hurt you or whatever. I don't want to. I don't want to do any harm." And I think the one of the citizens is like, "What do you think you've been doing already?" And then he just takes a look at everybody fighting each other, right? And he just stops. He does what. Tony Stark would never do, which is look at morally what's going on and and say, you know, my feelings aside, it's morally right. It's more morally it's more right to be morally right than it is to just be right. Right. And he he just basically stops and gives himself in. And I guess maybe that might be a little anticlimactic the way that I'm describing it. But if you had seen the panels that that they had, oh, the fight drawn. is brutal, and and you could see in the commercials for the movie coming out that they took some elements of the comic book and make because obviously there's a big battle coming at the filmed at that airport. Um, there is something. It's big nowhere. Coming. It's nowhere near what it is in. I mean, just think about every single Marvel superhero minus the X Men, and that's who's fighting. Everybody, right, right, right. except except right. for Thor because who's dead. But I mean, even Prince Namor comes in to help uh, Captain. That's America. right. That's right. He so, with his, and, all his little and, minions. And Black Black Panther ends up actually fighting on Captain America's side as well because Tony Stark had inadvertently created the Thor Thor cyborg right, or clone right. and killed Goliath, and that was because actually in the in the Civil War comics, uh, Black Panther who marries Storm in the comic books then in this time frame. He wants to stay away from it. Um, he wants to stay away because he just wants to stay in Wakanda. But then when he finds out that Goliath is murdered, you know, he, he switches. He says, I'm going to fight. And he fights him and Storm fight on the side of Captain America. So Captain America was about to win um, in that fight. And if it wasn't for the, the New York citizens jumping on him, yeah, it, it would have been over. It would have been over with. Yeah, they definitely um, just by watching the the trailers, they they taken some liberties. Um, obviously, I don't think they could film this frame by frame because there's just no. too many. There's a lot of kooky things going on there, and um, so it looks like they they filmed it in a way that made sense. Um, I think you and I had some theories about how Civil War movies gonna gonna begin. You know, instead of exploding a school, I think we were talking about how. Um, 
it's going to blow up some sort of important building with some important people in it. And yeah, I think almost like the it looked like the UN. I think it looks like it looks like Black Panther's father is killed. Yeah, in, in which that would make sense. Um, so that's how he gets the mantle passed on to him. But thinking about this right now, like thinking about the fact that this is the movie version of the Superhero Registration Act, um, I'm wondering how Daredevil, Jessica Jones don't know about this thing going on. Yeah, well, oh, man, and I'm wondering if they're, I wonder point. if they're holding this, like, I wonder if there's, I, I, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I would be shocked if it really, like if I saw it on screen, like if I saw Daredevil, cause Daredevil is actually in the fight in the right. comic book. So is Luke, Luke Cage. Luke Cage well. is there too. Um, I don't think I saw Jessica Jones there. Um, or, or Iron Fist. I don't think, um, I'm not sure about Iron Fist. I, I can't remember. Um, definitely Luke Cage. Definitely Daredevil. The Punisher is definitely in it. Um, um, I don't remember Ant Man in it either. But was the Wasp in it? I seem to remember the no, Wasp. No, no, Ant, no. Ant Man was in it. He was just he was called uh, Yellow Jacket. He he in oh. the comic books he's Yellow Jacket now. Gotcha. Um, so, but yeah, Hank Pym is in it. Not not um, not the Paul Rudd one. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's yeah. The, it's just a lot of people in it, and um, you know it definitely took some liberties and changed some things around. But if they make it, I mean, if the story makes sense, like from what I've been hearing, um, how this movie's tracking um, is that it's in the what ninety something percentile right now. Um, some the people last actually, time I checked, it was ninety eight. Ninety eight percent. Holy shit. And I've heard like I've just been re- in fact, I think today another article came out, although it's Kevin Smith who loves everything. But it, but the consensus is some of the, the big filmmakers that are watching these movies are saying it's the best Marvel movie to date. Um, they, they really upped the ante again um, and, and juggled these characters around. But still at the core, it's a Captain America movie. Um, yeah. All about I just, I just hope the Russo brothers don't blow their load on this movie and give us a shitty Infinity War movie. Or movie yeah, well, I don't know. Like, Infinity War Part 1, to me, would feel like a... Because um, uh, there's going to be fallout from this movie. A big, yeah. big fallout. Yeah, because at that point in time, they've never faced anything. I mean, the, I mean Thanos, Thanos has the strength of Hulk. He has the he has the power of Doctor Strange, basically. Like he's he's he mm-hmm. Thanos is almost unstoppable um, in the comic books, and more than likely is almost unstoppable in in the uh, in the movie because there's mm-hmm. just Thanos is just a, a very all powerful being. Um, I think he's like a demigod too, right? I can't remember. Yeah, I believe. I believe so. I be, I I read very little about his origin, but he's he's definitely got a screw loose. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> him and Daredevil, um, not Daredevil. By... Him and Deadpool. Him and Deadpool actually yeah. have have ties together because they're both trying. Um, Dare uh, Deadpool uh, because he can't be killed. Basically, he's almost like Wolverine, mm-hmm. or maybe even. His healing factor might be uh, as the same as Wolverine's, or maybe more powerful. I'm not sure, but he always has. He always is visited by death, and she's a woman in, in yeah. the Marvel universe. And yeah. Thanos is always trying to court death, um, to lure death over to his side. 
so that he can be all yeah. powerful. So it's kind of ironic that a character like Deadpool, if you've seen Deadpool, um, has this has a tie to Thanos, this all powerful godlike person. Um, but that's just a side note for non comic book readers. <laughs> but this so this movie, you know, the Civil War that comes out in a week or four days if you're listening to this. Um, it's, it's tracking extremely well. Like it, the word of mouth has been ridiculous. Um, Marvel has no problem, uh, putting a movie out early cause I think it's already done money or internationally, or it's already played several times over the last couple of weeks. So it's, um, tracking very, very well. And it's going to do some huge, huge, uh, numbers, but it is going to also change, uh, the Marvel universe. It's going to change. A lot of things are going to change. And I think the next movie, um, or at least the, when Thor Ragnarok comes out, that's going to change it equally as well too on the other end. Uh, but, um, I think in between that we've got Dr. Strange. So, and another Spider-Man movie. I think the next one is Dr. Strange coming out in November, I believe. Yeah. And then I think it's Spider-Man and then I think it's Ragnarok Thor. Yeah, I don't. And then Black I don't Panther, know how Spider Man like. It's called Spider Man Homecoming, so I'm not sure what happens. Like, what is what's going to happen with Spider Man and his movie? Like, how it's going to tie into tie into this? Because in the comic books, Civil War, he's already married to Mary Jane. Um, they're already together. Like, they're already married. He's in his 20s or something like that. 20s or 30s. Can't remember. I think 20s. Um, but in this version, they're basically pulling him back to high school. So it's, it's a lot different now. So I don't know how this is going to happen with, with the infinity wars, because I I don't know how Spider-Man as a 15 year old is going to fight Thanos. I, I don't know either. Um, but I do know like recently, I think it was confirmed that, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah, um, he's got the best fucking gig. Um, he he in, in all the action sequences, he just has to sit there and talk into a TV or I'm sorry, camera. <laughs> and he gets paid the well, most. Well, I out of I just I well, he's the tech guy too. So I mean, if he he pumps some money and helps him out with a suit or the web slingers or something like that, or maybe he's got some sage advice, you know, the old man and the young kid. I don't know. Like I just whatever Robert Downey Jr.'s in, dude, I'm excited about. Like I don't even care. You know, I just, I just, I just get giddy when they start putting him in other people's movies. I just get all excited. I wonder know? if Civil War is going to end like the comic books, where Captain America just stops. Like, I wonder if they're going to, I wonder if they're going to take that ending and change it a little bit. They might. Um, I, I wonder if a major character dies in this movie. I, I had a feeling that, um, uh, what's her name? So this is even more spoilers, but. I, uh, Agent Carter probably is going to pass away. There's like a scene I've seen the trailers, uh, TV spots where Captain America is carrying a coffin and he's crying. And I'm like, well, that must be someone that's close to him. And then I had to think about it. And I think it's uh, probably Agent Carter. She was pretty old in Winter Soldier. She looked like she was, you know, going to croak there. Um, so there's probably going to be a couple of deaths in this movie. One, just a normal you know, tr- normal, like you're old and, and die kind of thing. And then the next one will be something, you know, something will happen. One of the characters who knows who will be killed. 
And then that will probably stop the whole thing or escalate it. I don't know. Like you can't get a read. Like when you watch the trailer for this thing, you can't get a read on when the fights are or what's going on. You know, and I kind of like that. I like being in the dark versus like Batman V Superman trailer where the whole movie's played out in front of you and you know, everything. Um, this movie's got me guessing, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I've just been hearing that the battles are amazing. The pacing's great. Is it at the core? It's still a Captain America movie, you know, all these things. And it's just got me. And then the 98% Rotten Tomato, uh, thing, you know, two weeks out or one week out now is like, uh, that's a fucking good sign, man, that it's going to be an awesome movie. A lot of the reviewers also have been sticking it to DC. There's been a couple of reviews that I saw that were like, you know, saying this is how you, this is how you put, this is how you do a movie when you put a ton of superheroes in it, basically. And there's like, again, we said like 10 or 12 superheroes in this movie and, you know, DC only had three. Was that like a middle finger to DC? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are just like really turned like, like a lot of people are turned away by the fact that you had you have the t- three most iconic superheroes in both universes in that movie, and it, it tanked really bad. And now you got all these B characters like Captain America and or not Captain America, but like Iron Man and, and Ant Man. Um, Hawkeye. I mean, fucking Hawkeye is popular. Black Widow, you know, Black Panther really isn't an upper echelon uh, superhero in in the Marvel universe. I mean, the the most upper echelon superhero in that entire movie is Spider-Man. Right. And they just got him back. But because of the way the movies have been playing and how well the movies are, everybody thinks these are like A-list superheroes, but they're fucking not. All their A-list superheroes belong to other people. Movie wise, like Fox owns the X Men and Fantastic and anything, Four, and anything mutant wise, you know anything mutant wise, Fox owns it, right? You know, so and they just got Daredevil back and all those you know street level uh, superheroes. People think that all the things that Marvel are doing, those are all their A list superheroes. They're they're not. No, they're not. So. You know, it it just goes to show you like what happens to the popular opinion or the public opinion about something when, when it's done really well. Well, um, they just they had the time to put it together. They did it very well. You know, Batman v Superman's like kind of like DC's in a rush. You know, and then of course they you know they do this thing where they they do origin story all over again too. I just you know or or you know like Bruce Parents is how they get killed and how you turn into Batman. It's like we fucking know that we've seen it fifty times. You know. There was that great article that I sent to you, or you sent it to me, I can't remember, but it was a, a DC fanboy who you know, wrote a letter to Zack Snyder saying, like, you, you turned my favorite superhero and the best superhero out of everyone, the first superhero, basically, um, and, and made him Batman, and how Marvel <laughs> basically took Captain America and made him Superman. But, oh like, yeah, that's 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 like a perfect analogy. Everything that uh, DC was trying to do with Superman, trying to make him like question whether or not he wants to be your hero, they did like Marvel did that with Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, like, absolutely. And and didn't make him like this. Like I don't even know how to describe Superman and Batman v Superman. He's kind of a I don't even know. It's like it's emo. Like it's emo. emo it's emo Superman, dude. Yeah, it, it's just bad. And it, 
Marvel actually pulls the brooding, you know, I'm not sure I'm on the right side type thing, but at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's right for me or what I think is right for, for, you know, morally what's right. And that's in the winter soldier. And if they gave me that Superman, I would have been happy. Yeah, absolutely. They, they really did a bang up job uh, creating these characters and, and also letting the actors create these characters. Like I cannot in, in a million years imagine anyone else, as you know, Iron Man, any more than I can imagine anyone as Indiana Jones. It's just so iconic, and yeah, so and you know what's great. Again, going back to like the character development of of, of Steve Rogers and even Tony Stark too. Mm-hmm. You because they spent that time developing that character, you understand where both sides are coming from. Like you know why Steve Rogers is going after Bucky. You know it because a multiple. Not only is his, he his best friend growing up. But he's the only ties that he has back to his old life. Right. He's the only one. Agent Carter wasn't part of the super serum. Like, she didn't have that formula put inside of her. So she's old and probably dead mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the movie. So, like, you know that – you know exactly why he's going after Bucky. Dude, they've spent eight years – they've spent eight years developing to get to this point. Like, they've, they've spent all this time developing these characters so that when you get to this point – in Civil War, it's going to be heartbreaking to watch these people fight each other. And, and right, and, they and, even do. They even build that with Tony Stark. They started that in Iron Man three, even though that movie sucked. But they started in Iron Man three, where you know he starts questioning, like you know, is he doing the right thing, like doing this stuff, like he's hurting a lot of people. And yeah. then they play it again, and they play that part again in Avengers two. Yes, when he's like. When he, you know, she, Scarlet Witch kind of messes with his brain and really doesn't show him anything bad. Um, he just shows, he just shows, she just shows him like everybody dead and that he couldn't stop it. it. Was, yeah, it was his fault and he could have stopped it. And also, there's, you see the conflict starting with him and Steve Rogers during that. From the very uh, first Avengers, yeah. Yeah. Well, from the very first Avengers. Oh, that's right. That's right. There's some conflict there and it kind of builds over the, over the next few movies, you know, like the, Age of Ultron, it's definitely apparent in that scene where they're outside chopping wood that they're they're at odds. You know, they both uh, want, you know, they both want peace, but they want to go about it a different way. You right. know, and because uh, you know Steve Rogers is coming from the, you know, I'm a soldier, you know, and you know what's his name is just like I, I want shortcuts. I just want to get it over with. You know, I want, I want, yeah. And so that's where I mean Tony Stark keeps fucking things up and Rogers is having to pick up the pieces. So it's going to be very interesting to see these characters choose sides. And, 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 and from what I've heard about the script and the story is that because they've allowed time for character development over this time, that when you see the movie, you understand both sides and it's very difficult as an audience member, even to choose a side. You're like, well, shit, they're both right. You know, and so I'm interested to see that's a that. little different. That's a little different than the Civil War comic book. It is because up until the point where you see Thor and Thor kills Goliath, you're on both sides. You understand right. both arguments. Oh yeah, and and isn't it... until that happens for me anyway. I don't know about anybody else, but isn't until that happens that you start questioning Tony Stark, and then even more when he starts recruiting villains. Right. And I don't think they're going to go. I would be very surprised if they do that in this movie. I, I don't I think they're going to ride that edge in the middle the whole time, you know, 
um, if they were smart. I, I, anytime someone goes over the top, then that just kind of like as the audience member, you're like, well, that was over the top. I'm going to go with this other guy. I think, I think, I mean, if they were smart, I think they're going to ride that fence all the way through where you're just like, not sure. Like, oh, damn, like they're, he's right. No, 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 he's right too. Oh, no, he's right. You know? And then when they go to fight, you're just like, oh my God, you know, like these two, two friends. It makes it for a lot easier to, to do what you just said, to, to have that fight at the very end, but it also makes it a lot easier for later on because you don't have to spend too much time them mending too many fences, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I guess it depends on who dies and who who who's the who's the culprit of who dies, right? Because it's very clear cut who the fuck's fault it is. It's fucking Reed Richards and Tony Stark in the comic book. Well, yeah, I, I I'm wondering if they're even going to do that. I hope they don't cop out and don't kill anyone because obviously I think you know Wakanda. I think uh, Ch- Chikala, Ch- Chitala is it Chitala? Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther's right. dad is going to die, and I think Agent Carter is going to die. I really do. I think those are the two. Yeah, but okay. So let, let's let's see if let's let's see if our crystal balls are working right. Okay. So here's what we think is safe. I think is safe. I think I think Iron Man's safe. Spider Man, uh, Vision, Scarlet Witch, um, Black Widow, Ant Man, Black Widow. You think Black Widow's safe? Yeah, I think well, this I is think who I think is safe. If anyone's going to get it, I would probably have to point to Hawkeye, <laughs> and and not just because. And, and I mean, for so many different everybody reasons. Everybody wants to. Everybody fucking wants to kill that guy. <laughs> well, it's not that I want to, but it's like it's like you know, kind of like when Quicksilver died. I was like, oh man, that sucks, but I wasn't like heartbroken over it. But if Hawkeye died, I. I would be like, oh man, that it would hit hard. It would really hit hard because of how much they built up his background, and that's why I think they did that. um, Well, who else is there? There, who am I missing? But see, that's why I think they did that. That's why I think it's Hawkeye. Because who who am I missing? Am I missing somebody from the fight? Uh, I don't know. There's Black Panther. He ain't gonna die because he's got a movie coming out. Thor, Hulk, they're not even there. Um, Ant Ant Man's not gonna die because he's got his own movie coming out. Uh, yeah, I mean they could. I mean I don't know. They could kill. Uh, I don't think it's Rhodey. I don't think it's Rhodey because they showed it in the trailer. That's my only. Yeah, that, that would be Rhodey. that would be that that would be that would suck if it was Rhodey. Be like, God damn it! Him. Yeah, um, yeah, you showed it in the fucking trailer. Um, yeah, they could do the cop out thing where they're like, someone gets seriously injured and almost dies. You know, where they're like, oh shit, you know, we went too far. But oh, man, I hope I they don't, don't think do it's going to be Bucky. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to be Bucky. I don't think so either. What if they? What if they kill Cap at the end of this thing? Is he? Is he contracted to be in Infinity Wars one and two? I think or? so. I think he's got two more movies. Okay. So for anybody else again who doesn't read the comic books, in the comic books, Captain America, I think, is still dead at this point in time, and he's killed not at the end of the seventh issue of Civil War. He's killed. He's killed a few issues later where he's actually being led into, uh, uh, I think, a jailhouse for yeah. a court or something like that. And he's actually killed by Agent 36. Is that her? Number? Yeah. And it's by these. And here's the weird thing, folks, is that no one ever, I mean, no one ever seriously dies in the comic books. They always come back. But he's shot and you think he's dead. And I think he comes back later on and it had something to do with like time bullets or something like that. Like he got shot by time bullets, so like they were able to do some wacky, you know, heebie-jeebie mojo, whatever, and like they were able to bring him back like later on. 
Um, mm-hmm. But which I is, think it's Zemo. It's by Red who's Skull. Actually in Captain. Am- yeah. I think it's Zemo who's actually in um, Civil War. He is. I yeah. think it's. I think he actually. I. Th- I. I. I can't remember. I wish I'd read up on a uh, read up on it again before this podcast. But I think it's Zemo that um, mind controls or does something to Agent Thirty Six, who is actually the niece of Agent Carter. I think. Yes. Um, she ends up pulling the trigger and killing Captain America, and so she oh, had no idea what she was doing. I completely forgot about her. She's in the Civil War movie as I think Captain America's love interest or something, isn't she? The blonde, yep, her, yeah. his neighbor. Well, she could possibly soldier, get yeah. she could get killed too. You know, she might be, or she might be the one that kills Captain America at the end of this, and they bring him back for Infinity War or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's maybe it's like Tony Stark. Maybe it's like Tony Stark brings him back somehow, saves his life. That's very. So that would be pretty badass. That would be. Pretty oh man, badass. how fucking awesome! How fucking awesome would it be if I said this like now? I I would fucking release this like clip all over the fucking place if I called it. <laughs> what if you like designed like this? Like he's able to save his life, but he's on borrowed time. So like he lives long enough through Infinity Wars to die again at the end, and then Bucky yeah. or Bucky or somebody has to be Captain America or Falcon. It's I think it's Falcon. Or Falcon, who's, who's Captain America right now, actually? Because right now they're working. It's kind of weird. They're working on Phase Four right now, and I don't think Captain yeah. America or Iron Man's going to be back in Phase Four. I think they're going to finish off and then take. Although today I read somewhere that Robert Downey Jr. did say, like he kind of retracted his former statement, and said, "You know, I want to keep doing these for as long as I can." So he probably just fucking saw his last check from Civil War, <laughs> forty million bucks plus fifteen percent back in. It's crazy. Um, well, if if you're keeping up, if you're not keeping up with the comic books. So Captain America's dead. It's Falcon who's the new Captain America. Um, Thor's dead. Yep. It's actually Jane Austen who the Jane Austen who is it Jane Austen? Is that her last name? I don't remember. That sounds like a novel. Jane. I just know her first name is Jane. Yeah. Um, and Jane's the new Thor. Um, Hulk. Where the fuck is Hulk in this? I think those are the two major players out of the Avengers in the in the cinematic universe. Those two players are gone. And it's it's Falcon that takes over Captain America and Jane takes over um, Thor. But Jane in the movie version, Natalie Portman, doesn't want to do him anymore. Right. So she's done. She's done. And I think that's why in Ragnarok, they're actually a new actress is showing up for that. Um, she was, oh, really? She was uh, Creed, Creed's girlfriend in the movie Creed. No, 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 no. She's not going to play the new Jane. She's she's actually playing Valkyrie, I think. No, no, no. She's not playing like Jane. That. She's just playing his new love interest, I think. I don't think she's she's Oh, okay. Jane, no, Jane's gone. Jane's not going to be around. And if that leads to Planet Planet Hulk, I'm going to be so all kinds of excited because that storyline is fucking phenomenal. It's so out there. But if they could yeah, do Guardians of the all Galaxy, CG. Yeah. Like basically he's going to be sitting there in that like Hulk suit. I don't know if you've ever seen the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be sitting there in that Hulk like CG suit the whole time. <laughs> like it's, it's well, they could they'll probably do performance. He's Hulk capture. the whole time. Yeah, he is. He is. But they could do performance so he, capture. It would be really interesting. I, seriously, like that storyline is super cool, and it kind of. I mean, he's going to be with Thor, you know, and that storyline he could end up stranded on that planet or whatever, but then somehow get out. When it when it's time to come back to Infinity Wars, but I think that's a little out there. But shit, one can dream, you know. We've wanted a Hulk movie since Ruffalo took over the part because he's the he's the best Hulk that they've they've ever had. So 
Um, yeah, I think so. I think so too. I, but I don't think. I mean, the Incredible Hulk movie with Norton wasn't that great. Yeah, um, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was way better than Hulk. Yes. And I, was, it, you I know, can't believe Ang Lee actually made that movie. Well, they, when they gave it to him, he probably said, "I want to make this." Like he literally made it like a comic book because some of the the way he edited it, the, you know, it showed pages right. and things like that. Did really weird shit. Uh, but the that Incredi- part was cool, but everything else outside of that sucked. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk um, was more like the TV show. It borrowed from the TV show, um, and Ed Norton did a lot of rewrites and all that. And um, it's more like it's the- not bad. It's not it's bad. Okay. But for the first time, when you see Mark Ruffalo's Hulk, they actually capture Mark, uh, Mark Ruffalo's likeness, which was different yes. than all the other ones. Absolutely. So that made it more personable, and but they actually got Hulk in this movie or in these in these versions. Yes, I don't think they really got Hulk in the other versions. Oh man, I mean just, that that end fight that end fight with Abomination was pretty good. Talk about but it, it doesn't you it know, doesn't do anything it doesn't do anything compared to the Avengers Hulk one. But now. you know how we we talked about how you know in the Batman v Superman review how Superman you know he. It doesn't really do a good job showing his conflict, but fuck, man, they did an awesome job showing the conflict within Mark Ruffalo's character, you know, Bruce Banner and Hulk. Like his conflict was just so like the acting, the the script, everything for Hulk is it's pitch perfect because he is so conflicted. He can't have a family. He can't have a normal life. You know, like Black Widow wants to be with him so bad, and he's just like he's contemplating him at the same time. He's like, "Nah, we, like, this will never work. I can't have kids. I can't, you know, we can't live a normal life because I'm going to Hulk out and kill things and blow shit up." <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, like, what about in the middle of sex? Like, I Hulk out. Like, you're going to be dead, you know. And uh, yeah, so you can I only have sex with so one woman. They captured his conflict. So perfectly, especially in Age of Ultron, it was very apparent. And then you look at Batman v Superman, you're just like, man, you know, it must be shitty to be Superman. But they don't, they didn't show that, you know, just one scene where everything blows up and everyone dies and he's standing there amongst the flames. But that was, I mean, it was so quick in and out. But like all throughout Age of Ultron, they really did a good job with the conflict and Bruce. Going Cameron. by what you said, yeah, going by what you said, like they actually show how fun it is sometimes to be Hulk. Yeah, absolutely, like, they do. Where like the, there's no fun in being Superman. I mean, the fucking guy can fly. Yeah, that, that alone. That's the, what I loved about the Chris Reeve ones. Is is he? I mean, he's so charming. Like when he saves somebody, he's like, "Hey, I got you." You know, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, he's very like, you know, just matter of just, fact about it. Like it's not a big deal, but he's like very friendly. Like he just gave you like a super he's ice cream. he's basically a Boy Scout with super duper powers that you know. But this new incarnation of Superman is the opposite of that. You know, just, uh, yeah. uh, hey, well, uh, whatever. Oh, uh, fuck. I'm yeah. going to save that guy. He's like that He's like that rich kid who, like, can't stand his rich parents because his rich parents are fucking awesome and give him everything. <laughs> he's, a, yes. he's like, oh, f-. he's like, you know, you're growing up, you're like, yeah, you know, I, I got some, you know, clothes and, you know, I got one video game. Like, what'd you get? My fucking asshole parents got me a car. <laughs> right. You know, they, they got me a car and got me like a fucking you know, Blu-ray player, and they gave me like a giant seventy-inch TV. Those assholes. Yeah, this Superman's just got like a chip on his shoulder. You know, like the Marvel Universe, they're they're having fun. They can be serious, you know, but there's always that underlying that little bit of humor, that little bit of like 
cleverness and charisma and all the characters in the Marvel universe have some sort of, even like the character I least cared about, which was Hawkeye. didn't really give a shit about him, but like in age of Ultron, they gave him some of the best lines and some of the best situations, you know? And, um, cause he's just like amongst all these gods and he's like, this is ridiculous what's happening here, mm-hmm. but you know, fuck, it's my job. I got to do it. You know, I just, I love that. Yeah, His wife, his wife actually thinks less of him as, as less of him. Versus like Black Widow. <laughs> right. No doubt. He comes home and she's just like, hey, the dish, fix the dishwasher, bitch. You know, and he's like, all right. You know, like he just well, saved the world. But she, <laughs> but she says that thing like she says that thing like you're amongst gods. And I'm like, wait a minute. Black Widow's not basically a god. She's just somebody like him. So you think she's better than him? <laughs> <laughs> I think she does. I think Black Widow could probably kick his ass. You know, she does kick his ass in the Avengers. The first one. She does, and I think she even fights him in this. They're on opposite sides in Civil War. In the, yeah, there's in the movie. a, yeah, there's a, uh, there's a TV spot on the, in that the show they're fighting and stuff yeah. like that. But, but yeah, we got what is it? Uh, we got ten days or one week actually, while we're doing this recording, and we only got. And when this releases, you folks have three days to to wait to to watch. Uh, Civil War. Absolutely. And then so. after we watch Civil War, we're going to give you an all-out spoilerific review. We hope you guys watch it that weekend because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. And then that Monday, our review is going to drop. And we're going to see if some of these predictions you know, pop up. So if it- so what's funny is that we can never remember spoilers, and we just said spoilers for the review that we're going to do next week. <laughs> <laughs> So that was <laughs> so the earliest early. spoiler warning ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's either, it's either we do it a week before or fucking 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> After we give away the whole movie, we're like, oh yeah, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. By well, the way. Meanwhile, you're crying Luke, as you're listening. By the way, Why? by the Why way, Vader this? is Luke's father. <laughs> yep. Bruce Willis is dead all the way through the sixth sense. That's what I always say. Yeah. <laughs> Amy's mom gets shot. Well, you know, guys, that's Captain America and Civil War all in a nutshell. We're very excited for the movie and very excited to bring you guys the review. Um, yeah, that's uh, episode 22 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Chew on that. Till next time. Later. <laughs>